All right, bad adults, it's time for another session of Adulting Poorly. Uh, as always, I like to start off each one of these with like a, a love and hate for the week. But since this has been a weird and fucked up last couple of weeks, um, these might be a little bit different than normal. Uh, for most of you, you know that my son was in a motorcycle accident. Wound up losing his foot, his left foot, because of the accident. Uh, we still don't know exactly what happened. We just know that he's alive, and that's really all that kind of matters. So I'm going to start off talking about that. So for my love and hate, I do, I do, uh, I love that he is alive. That's the most important thing. Um, I hate, I hate that he had to lose a foot. Uh, but if you think about it, it's completely fair trade for the life. So we'll take it. Um, I love the shit that's been coming out of his mouth. Some of it's been very, very like uniquely Blake, <laughs> um, but very positive. So that's that's good. Um, I kind of uh, I kind of hate the rage that we see right now, and I think it's because he doesn't know what's going on. He's you know got a new, completely new chapter of his life that he's got to go through, and there's there's a lot of emotion there. So. Yes, I can totally see getting that upset, but I hate that he has to go through it. How about that? Um, I love that you can yelp police stations. <laughs> Trying to find the Mill Creek PD website. Each one of these guys has a fucking yelp review, and it kills me. Not one of them has above a one star. So take that for what you will. You're not going to find a lot of four star police stations in my estimation. Uh, I can't imagine people go there and have a great time. Like, oh my God, the arresting officer was so nice. They gave me a little bit of space in my cuffs. I mean, not a lot of people would do that for me. I can't. I can't imagine. There's a lot of those reviews. Um, <laughs> here's one. I love that Blake at one point thought that we had given him temporary balls. I don't even know where it came from, but it was one of the things that he muttered while under heavy anesthesia, and it made me laugh so hard I almost peed, especially because he was buck naked when he said it, and it was just me and his friend Kevin in the room. Fucking just crush me. Um, again, I, I dwell on this one, but I hate the fucking drivers in this state, and this isn't because of just what happened to Blake, but just in general... Um, how come no one has a sense of urgency for where they're going? It doesn't matter the day of the week. Pick a fucking lane and drive in it, okay? But don't drive slow in the fast lane if you're one of these people that is confused about what a speed limit is, what lane you should be in, and where you should be driving. Stay in the slow lane. They made that fucking lane just for you. You have to do nothing else except for stay in that lane, get on, and then off. Super simple. That's if you're on the freeway. But it's almost like any major arterial is the same way. You're getting on the road, and then you're getting off the road. Don't futz about. Just stay in that fucking lane. I'm going to make it super simple for you. You never have to make another decision again. Just go exactly where you're going, and then go back home. And then get out of your car, because you're a fucking danger. All right. Um, hate. This is going to sound weird, but I hate motorcycles. And not the way you think, and not because Blake got in an accident. It's because nobody sees them. Nobody sees motorcycles. It's the reason I stopped riding. One of the reasons is because you have to fake, you have to put yourself in a position where people think you're a larger vehicle than you are. Like when you're driving at night, you drive at one side of the road, not the other. Why? Well, mainly because the road has been worn away on one side, but also so people think that you're a car without a headlight. You have to trick the human brain into seeing you there. And in broad daylight, guess what? People don't see you. 
They look at your helmet and they're like, well, that's a weird thing to see. And then they run right the fuck into you. So I appreciate people that ride. I've always been on the side of let those who ride decide when it came to helmet laws. But more and more I'm thinking helmets should be a law. I mean, look at Gary Busey. He is pretty fucked up and he got multiple motorcycle accidents. And no one, no one wants to be Gary Busey. Um, I love everyone's support. Just a huge outpouring of support. Um, so many people come forward talking about how Blake is integral in their life and they don't know if they'd be the same person without him. Um, it's a great start, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. So there's going to be a lot of time for everyone to help, everyone to chip in. And everyone to make sure that we're not fucking babying him. That he's sacking up. Yeah, you lost your foot. It's not going to change your life. We're going to get back to exactly where we were a couple of months ago. No issues. And I hope everyone's on board with that. And if you hear that I'm being an absolute dick about this, that's probably a true statement. Just acknowledge it and move on. Um, I hate hospitals. Every fucking thing about hospitals. Why are hospitals one of the dirtiest places on the face of the earth? You're there to save somebody's life. Not to say, play count the fucking Fruit Loops, which by the way, I did at Harborview multiple times. Why were there Fruit Loops all over the floor for multiple days? It doesn't make any sense. You're a hospital. You're supposed to be clean. I should feel safe and happy that... I'm getting service here for my son and that he's not going to catch like a secondary infection that hasn't been around since the late 1800s. Um, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get their weight system. I don't get anything about hospitals. I think quite possibly the most broken industry right now is the healthcare industry. Let's forget about the fact that we don't have universal healthcare. Uh, but to have any kind of a move made, you have to wait on insurance before taking care of a patient. That seems a little bit backwards. It seems fucked up. It doesn't seem like it's the right thing on how you treat the patient first, then find out they can pay, not find out they can pay and then treat the patient. That seems completely bass backwards. I mean, does the Hippocratic Oath somewhere state, uh, first wait for payment, then treat the entire person? I don't, I don't think that's how it starts. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I didn't look this up before I made the statement. So, um, yeah. That's, that's my love and hate for today. Uh, my big thing, though, is let's uh, just to talk through more, um, it's Blake's accident. So what we know right now is that he was hit by another vehicle. We do not know who's at fault. Um, we have a lot of speculations of what happened. We don't know for sure. But to clear exactly what happened, for those who are listening, he was hit on the right side of his motorcycle and it rolled up his left leg thereby crushing his ankle and left foot and breaking his leg in seven places uh four in the femur three in the tibia the femur they took care of relatively easily with a rod down the middle of it and then you know what happened for the rest as far as his left foot is concerned um again we don't even know who's at fault so we can't say this was a his issue, a their issue. We should be mad one way or the other. We should just be thankful that he is still talking to us. And that's it. Like, I don't I don't really care about 
anything else. We'll, everything will work itself out. We will find a way to fix everything else, even his foot. But laying blame right now is stupid. It does no one any good, and it just gets rage where there needs not be any rage. And I just said, needs not be any rage. I sound ridiculous. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Uh, I don't think any, we have been pretty open and communicating as much as possible on Facebook and other social media outlets. So hopefully there isn't a lot of questions. Um, and when it comes to how you can help, which is a great question, um, let's focus on when he gets out of the hospital. So right now people want to come and visit and I appreciate that, but we're going to need help when he's out of the hospital, like when we have to get his truck fixed and how we get it down there. Or, hey, he's going to need somebody to take him to physical therapy because it's too much for him to drive and then do the work and drive back. Um, any way that anyone can help, we're going we're gonna to actually say yes immediately to it. It's not just like, oh, is there? can I bring flowers? No offense, but fuck your flowers, okay? Um and I hope that's not a, a, you know, too offensive to a lot of people, but that's not the help he needs. He's going to need people that are not there to baby him. He's going to need people there that are not going to let him go to a negative place. And he's going to need people there that are ready to support him in a huge way. So for those people that are ready to step up and help, I appreciate you now and I'll appreciate you later. Okay. And thank you so much for all of your help. All right. Switching gears, who watched that shitball of a fucking football game? Okay, I know everyone has got the tiniest little boner for Russell Wilson. I get it. He does magical things sometimes. He also holds on to the ball too fucking long and can't seem now to make a decision to save his life. Do I throw it? Do I hold on to it? Do I run? Do I scramble? Do I get sacked? And even when the line plays relatively well and keeps you fresh and clean, not making the greatest decisions. Um, or throws for that matter. A couple of very errant throws. And when a rookie playing our defense comes in and makes you look like you haven't been in the National Football League very long, there's a lot of decisions that are going to have to be made. Granted, you're probably going to wind up getting paid a small fortune from the Seahawks in order to stay here, but my God, is that is that really what we want to do? Do we want to hamstring? Hamstring. That's probably not the best word because the way I just strung it out makes it sound like we made string out of ham, which sounds fucking delicious, but that's not true. Uh, do we want to handicap a franchise? Moving forward, like, now we're going to spend, what, $30 million a year on young Mr. Wilson and hope that this stuff changes now that we're going through another offensive coordinator and he seems to have the same problems as before. I mean, we just released half of our defense because they were getting on in age and we needed the cap room. And are we doing that solely because we're going to sign Russell Wilson and no other star players? Because as it looks right now, if you look at teams like the Rams – who are spending money like crazy, but only because they know they have a very small window before they have to pay their quarterback. Jared Goff is going to get paid an absolute fortune, but they're going to ride the fact that he's on a rookie contract uh, until such time as they probably win a Super Bowl or they have to give him that money. Exercise their 50-year option, and then 
get rid of probably Indomitian Sue and hope that the Aaron Donald contract isn't too big of a hit because it's probably going to be around $130 million as well. Or I'm sorry, what am I saying? You already got paid. So yeah, you're going to have two superstars, one on offense, one on defense. And then at that point, you're going to see that team start to struggle mightily as well because then they won't be able to pay for the Marcus Peters of the world, the Akeem Talibs. They'll have to go to the wayside. And then they'll kind of be in like a weird rebuilding process where we talk about how crappy their line or their linebackers are or they can't stop the pass for whatever reason because they have no corners because, yeah, they'll be out of money. So do we want to do the same thing? Granted, we're not paying a lot of people over the top because we don't have a lot of people. I think Bobby Wagner we're going to have to pay coming up. Cam Johnson, we still don't know where he's at. Chances are he's retiring. But who's his replacement? Because McDougal's been doing completely out of his mind right now. So are we going to have to pay him next year? So where are we at? Enough on that. Let's go back to the actual game itself. All right. So we've talked about Russell Wilson. How about a running game? And the offensive line actually playing cohesive, not a lot of penalties, moving the chains, and at a pretty good clip as well. Like, we were actually putting some yards out. I think our average... And I'll have to look again, was over five yards a carry between the two combined. Um, Mike Davis looked like an absolute all-pro. And I don't know if that's just because Arizona's defense is that bad. But talk about having a day and a half. But that also means, why did Mike Davis start? He found out that morning he was starting. Like, when they got to the stadium, he had no idea beforehand. So we didn't even tell Penny, you're starting. So the whole week, Mike Davis went without knowing he was the starter and then blew it up. Penny was probably practicing as the starter and then kind of played his backup role. So that's kind of a, I hope, not a foreshadowing for things that may come with our running game. Like we spent a first-round draft pick on a guy that can barely get on the field. And if he can barely get on the field, put him in places he's going to be successful. Um, I don't know, maybe in punt returns, kick returns. I know we have Tyler Lockett, but that was one of the other reasons why we drafted this kid, because he was an absolute beast at San Diego State. So, um, But I hope that we can get back to running the football, managing the clock, um, using play action, maybe not holding on to the football for a year and a half. All right, the defense. Like I said before, McDougal playing out of his mind. Bobby Wagner, he's tackling everything. Uh, I'm surprised that we see teams that are able to run the ball against us as effectively as they can, given that we have actually a pretty stout front seven. I mean, Michael Kendrick, for all his criminal charges that will be forthcoming, is a really good linebacker. Uh, Mingo is playing fairly well. I wouldn't say he's, like, amazing, but he's doing fairly well. Um holding up against the run, uh, and also pass rushing. I wouldn't say he's 100% always on it. He does slip up, but that's the nature of learning a new defense. But Kendrick seemed to walk right in the door and understand exactly what he needed to do while Bobby Wagner was out, and now playing on the outside, he's doing the same thing. He's a very productive linebacker. So why is it teams are able to run on us right now? Is it because we're just out on the field too long? Um, Are we not able to stop the pass, so they're setting us up? pretty well uh i only got to see for at least for the most part for this last game it looked like we were doing a fairly good job of defending the pass by leaving ourselves completely open to the run um granted we're playing probably one of the better running backs in the league and david johnson but that doesn't mean that you let him look like he's one of the best running backs in the league uh 
you don't let him just run all the fuck over the place. Anyway, which is what we did. Uh, I'm hoping this next week, playing the Rams, we can fix a couple of these things. Number one, can we run the ball better and get into the second tier of the the Rams' defense? So what is it that we need to do to get past Ndamukong Sue, Booker's, and Aaron Donald? Because if we can get into the second tier... Potentially, we can make their linebackers look fairly bad. They really don't have a superstar and linebacker, unless you call it, think Mark Barron is that guy, but not so much. Um, but that means that we can't have penalties. We can't be playing behind the sticks anymore because Iafetti, who, by the way, you're not going to hear me complain about at all because he had a fucking good game, like a really good game. And I don't know if it's because Fluker is back next to him and he's a mountain of a human being. And it takes some of the pressure off, like he feels he has to do too much. Uh, or is run blocking really his shit, and that's all he should be concentrating on. Anyway, let's keep that going. But he is going to have to face Aaron Donald. Uh, but at least there will be some support on that side, so he will have Fluker in front of him. And that's a pretty good matchup, Fluker versus Aaron Donald. But then there's going to be a blitzing linebacker over the top that hopefully a Fetty can handle. The only downside is... He kind of, his struggle seems to be with a speed rush. Not a bull rush, a speed rush. Somebody that gets around him really fast and that can cut up field. And because Russell zigzags, he zigzags and then backed into that side. If you're kind of doing a wide nine and you're blitzing a guy on the outside and he runs around Iafetti, Wilson's not going to step up. He's going to step back and he's going to get sacked for like huge yardage. So running game is going to be more important this week than it has for the first four weeks. Um, I don't foresee that we win this game, but I would like to keep it close and like to see that we bring that offense down to earth, which may not happen. Uh, I wouldn't be super upset if this was a grinder and it kind of was like a 9-12 kind of a football game. Um, because if Goff starts connecting with Cook and everyone else on the outside and Gurley goes off or we let him catch screen passes... Um, for 60 to 70 yards, which he's been known to do against us, then we we can't. We can't have a track meet. Uh, we, we just don't. We're not built for that. Uh, we have Tyler Lockett as our only deep threat. Uh, we do have Baldwin back. I'd like to see David Moore on the field more, and I'd fucking want Brandon Marshall off the field immediately. Yeah, you used to be a premier wide receiver, but now you can't catch a goddamn thing. I, uh, I could throw a baby at you right now, probably your own child, and that shit would slip out of your hands. Come on, man. Like, you're paid to catch a football. Catch the football. That's your. That's literally your only job. That, and when you block, maybe don't hold so goddamn much. You can hold on to a DB. You just can't hold on to the football. Let's flip that around, all right? But still, not a deep threat either. Uh, we don't know how long Will Disley's going to be out. A patella tendon. If it's similar to what happened to Jimmy Graham, that's a year. So... Kiss that goodbye. Um, so Vanette isn't exactly a deep threat. He's not stretching the middle of the field, um, but they don't play a lot of cover too regardless. So if we can get some some big pass plays off of play action because we are running the ball well, I would love to, nothing more than just to pound the football down them at five yards a carry and just soften them up. So then they start bringing their safeties forward, and their corners are playing tighter, and then what do you do? You hit them over the top. Maybe ADB can have the game of a life where he can just go off on the outside, but he rarely does that. 
it would just be nice to see. Again, I don't think we can win this game, but I would like to keep it close. Um, so close that when we play them the next time, it is a win. Um, who wants to talk about Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas was probably having a career start for him. Uh, let's started the game first four games with three interceptions and a bunch of tackles. I think the NFL had him ranked the number one safety, McDougal at four, so potentially the best safety combo in the league right now. And then again, you barely touch a player from another team and you break something. I mean, he broke his leg, and that's horrendous. But I think we should be okay with the fact that he's leaving. Forget that he gave everyone the middle finger, okay? I don't even care about that. That's him basically saying, fuck off, I know I'm done. So, okay, cut him a little slack, he broke his leg again. He's not playing, and he knows there's no chance he could be traded to a team that he wanted to go to, like <clears throat> Dallas or anything else of that nature. Um, and he's done for the year, which means he goes into next year without any real buying power behind him as well. He's not going to be ranked as the number one safety. He's the guy that's broken his leg twice in the exact same spot. So that's going to be tough for him. So I, I kind of let the whole middle finger thing go. I mean, it's disappointing that we're not going to get anything back for him. I mean, we may get a compensatory pick of a third round, third or fourth, for watching him leave, but we should let him leave for all the reasons I spoke about earlier. We're going to be in debt up to our eyeballs with Russell Wilson, so maybe um, maybe it's not such a bad thing that we let the last member of the Legion of Boom walk out the door. I mean, it'd be great to see one of these young guys that we've drafted step up. I mean, if you look at Flowers, I think Flowers just from a cornerback position, I mean, he was a safety in college, he's playing exceptional for if you look at the position he's been put in. And Shaquem on the other side has been playing, or I should say Shaquille, has been playing very well as well. Um, we just need Coleman and these other guys to step up, and then we just need, I think it's Terrell, is his replacement um, at safety. I, we just need him to step up. He's getting all the snaps now. He was doing really good in preseason, but he's still no Earl Thomas. He's a bit bigger than Earl is, but I don't think he has the same range or speed. Uh, so we might see him get beat a couple of times, and again, I was hoping this would be a grinder, but now that I start talking through it more, going to that Rams game, somebody without that range, that's going to be a hindrance. Expect them to go over the top of us quite a bit. Um, all right. That is so much information. Oh, and holy shit, did anybody see the Monday night game? Okay, I don't like to get on bandwagons that often, but Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Switching hands and throwing shuttle passing the ball with his left hand while being sacked Top 10 plays. Very Brett Favre. Uh, and everyone said that during the broadcast. It was the first thing I said. Like, holy shit. Very Brett Favre-esque. Uh, he had almost 200 yards passing while outside of the pocket. Uh, also kind of amazing. Um, led his team on a comeback. Won the game in the fourth quarter in closing minutes. Like, it's those things where you start to see, like, you're you're giving him the, the John Madden to Brett Favre effect. Like, you're... You're putting him up on a pedestal as high as we can right now, and unfortunately, he's he's playing that way. Um, so, I, I I can't wait to see more of his games. I just don't want to play against him. Uh, but it also makes me hopeful if, for some reason, we just do decide that we're going to move on from Russell Wilson. There's a lot of guys coming up right now that kind of fit that mold. Mitchell Trubisky he went off for six touchdowns last year. He couldn't even complete a pass. So there's like 
there is hope in how people do things. I know right now that we're looking at potentially bringing in Paxton Lynch. I don't know if that's a great idea, but who knows? Um, all right, no more uh, no more football talk for today. Um, I would give you a topic that I would talk about next week, but I don't know where next week's going to happen. Uh, everything is kind of screwed up right now, and I think that's okay. Um, I appreciate everyone who has been checking in. Um, I hope that you guys continue to check in, and I hope you guys continue to help out. Again, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. Um, your your help has been very appreciated, and I can't say it enough. Um, I hope that we can have a little bit more fun next week. Uh, I'd really like to record one of the games with uh, everyone that I usually watch with and get hear them go go off during a game and just play that because uh, I think that would be amazing. Um, but if not, we'll have we'll have some more stuff to talk about next week. All right, guys, uh, thank you very much for your time. And as always, look forward to you talking uh, next week. Goodbye.